You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. It's funny, Kelly, because her last album was essentially split into two. It was. Like, half of it was hip-hop. Not really great, but it was hip-hop. And then the other half was more pop. And she got... I mean, Armand, how would you describe the reception to that? Oh, she got killed for that album. Right. Um... I almost wonder, I think I've said this before, I almost wonder if her being a pop success is kind of an accident. Oh, it absolutely was. And if it's an accident, I mean, basically, it's like, what if she's just supposed to be a really good and fairly successful rapper and not Nicki Minaj, the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Pop is fickle. You know, you can't, it's, you either have to stick to the formula and, you know, like evolve from that. Or, you know, you just come out with, like, a, a successful album or two, and then you are kind of forgotten. You know, it's, it's tough. And especially as a woman, it's tough to stick around in pop without constantly having to reinvent yourself. Because you're, you're not going to, as, like, a 30-year-old or 35-year-old woman, it's going to be hard to still have that same appeal that you will with high schoolers. You know, like there you reach a certain cap with pop and then it's like you have to kind of decide like what your genre is going to be and what your emphasis is going to be and as your audience grows up so it's it's not i don't want to call pop fans fickle but pop fans grow up and then they expect something different whereas Mm. i think like hip-hop fans have that same loyalty you know and they i mean there's songs that you might like when you're 18 that you don't like now you know but there's some songs that, I mean, I was trying to, I was like educating my 18 year old coworkers about, you know, East Coast versus West Coast rap because they were completely clueless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's like, crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. So, so there's a generation, fun. there's a generation of people who don't know anything about East Coast versus West Coast. Yes. It's a generation crazy. of lost souls. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they had – Biggie came on. um, We were listening to uh, Sirius XM, and Biggie came on. They had no idea who it was. They had no idea. What? Yeah, it was was crazy. (laughs) It's different. Like, all right, I don't know, you know, somebody's got to die. I don't know – the remix to me and my chick i don't like i get that but you just like you don't hear the voice you hear that voice and you say mm-hmm. who is that mm-hmm. that's crazy so i mean they knew that they they knew the words i think it was hypnotized but they didn't know what? That it, they didn't know <laughs> they were like oh this sounds familiar but they they had no idea like what it was so it, i mean they're like didn't didn't julia styles dance on a table to that in a movie <laughs> gosh what <laughs> I fucked that out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. That's just awful. So, wait. And, and then did you have to explain Tupac to them? Well, I mean, they knew they knew of, like, Biggie. Oh. And they knew... Armand's <laughs> gonna die. And they knew, they knew who Tupac... They had, like, a vague understanding of, like, his music. Like, they, they knew, like, changes. Um, (laughs) and like you know and like california love but they didn't know that they didn't get the whole thing about like going back to cali and and california love and like how those two songs are connected and i you know tried to explain everything it was it's a depressing but proud moment depressing because they didn't know and proud because i remembered most of the details wow 
Oh my goodness. And then I felt really old because I was just like, wow, kids these days, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I'm I'm trying to process this right now. So if you're listening to this and and you are a mentor of some kind to an 18 year old in your life, you need to, you have a lot of work to do apparently. A lot. Find out, find, and if, if you are are listening to the show, this is a public service announcement, not, not the kind that Jay-Z puts out, but, um, if you know of an 18 year old, just mention East coast, West coast. See if a light bulb goes off, and if not, it is your responsibility as an American yes. to educate the youth. Yes, teach the truth to the young black youth. Seen something? Yep. Absolutely, that's crazy. Uh, Where see, do we go I, from here? I was Beth? gonna say, I'm thinking in my head like I could understand, even though it would you know hurt me that I can understand how 18 year olds might be like, you know, I've heard, maybe heard the word Wu Tang before, but I'm not. But like to not know Biggie and not really know much about Pac is just like. I need to reevaluate my it's life. Asinine. Right. <laughs> asinine. That's what it is. Like, I, like that would be, you know, so that's what, I, I mean, make sure I get my ears. That's like 18 years old. That, that'd basically be like if, if kids who were 18 years old in like 1980 were like, yeah, the Beatles, I'm not really, mm, I don't know I about really them. Know. Like we really like Michael but, Jackson had brothers. <laughs> oh my God. Mike, uh, actually, worse yet, it's like, uh, yeah, I've heard Thriller, but you know, did he did he make any other good songs? Didn't, right? Didn't he do that one in Free Willy, the movie uh, about the whale? The didn't the he? The whale over the no. yeah. That's crazy. So, so Kelly, you you now you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. You do because you need you need to, to educate these poor youngins. I I mean I. I used my time wisely. Um, I liked to, I don't know if you, have you guys seen, I, I don't know if it was on Buzzfeed or Je- I think it was on Jezebel. Maybe. I don't know if you guys read Jezebel, but um, it was this woman doing the Beyonce monologues. Oh yeah. I saw that. Um, Armand, did you see that by any chance? I did not. Okay. So basically it was this woman who does <clears throat> spoken word Beyonce lyrics <laughs> <laughs> so she she does them very dramatically. So, for example, like throwing it back to Destiny's Child when they had four members, um, she was like, can you pay my bills, my telephone bills? Can you pay my automobiles? If if you do, then maybe we can chill. So so she does all of these um these spoken word Beyonce monologues. And so that's what I would do for my coworkers. And so, you know, I would hear like maybe three beats to a song and then start saying the lyrics to the songs as if, you know, I were just having a conversation and it threw them off because a, they weren't alive. Well, they were alive, but they weren't like listening, you know, to the radio when the song came out because they're like 10 years younger than me. So they had no idea what I was talking about. And so then I, you know, took it upon myself to like try and educate them about everything from, you know, like old Nelly to, you know, like old Nelly. You know. How, do you, how do you feel about that phrase, Armand? Oh God, old Nelly. As opposed to new Nelly? <laughs> no, but I'm well. I, mean, I know what you mean, no. Kelly. We're, we're poking. I know, not not like not like Nelly who does, you know, Cheerios commercials. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> You've never seen those commercials? I don't watch TV. Oh, you See? don't. Oh, do yourself a favor and Google Honey Nut Cheerios Nelly. Oh, God. Yes. 
Please. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not even. Tell even, me, tell me what song. No, there's not me. a song. No, there's a song. There's oh, the there's the song. ride with me one. Oh, I didn't see that one. Okay, oh. that's the one I saw. There's more than one. Oh, God. I think so. <laughs> see, I, you you expect to have like because that we're really big in the '90s nostalgia right now. So you you sort of are just cringing and waiting for the day that Puff signs over the Bad Boy publishing catalog to some commercial entity, and you you know. You're hearing like a little bit of a mace flow trying to sell you like Burger King or something. Like you cringe waiting for that day. I'm I wasn't even thinking that Nelly was there already. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, uh, and what's what's even worse is that the video title is called "B Got Swag." <laughs> Does it have two G's? No, just oh, they missed an opportunity. Um. So so you were Kelly. I'm sorry. We totally as usual went off track. You were saying you were at, so you were playing them some old Nelly. Well, I mean, I would put on 90s on 9 and sort of give them an education in terms of, you know, who we were listening to, what what their geographic, um, you know, loyalty was. Um, have, having to even explain that, the fact that there are, you know, like, that Nelly had his Midwest thing and that, you know, <laughs> Luda had, you know, was part of the dirty South and then also explaining, um, like just explaining the fact that like rappers were known geographically at one point rather than just like being on the radio or like, you know, and even the whole, um, explaining like rap videos and how (laughs) ridiculous, like, and watching rap Uh, videos on TV was like such a novelty that I, I, I felt so old. I feel even old just just talking about it right now i'm getting like for clemped and stumbling over my words armand i think we need to find like an 18 like a 17 18 19 year old to have on the show let's do it I'm, I'm terrified of that but you know let's do it i i, I already know like we i i have some prospects in mind that <laughs> some prospects. On the show. we should just get like three of them and just conduct a survey a survey <laughs> right when i start the phrase teach the truth <laughs> what do you think of uh Social studies, right? It's, it's gonna be bad. Um, so you have to you have to get like a good survey. Like, obviously, if there are people that you know and you know that they had a mentor, like that's not really fair, right? Oh no, we're getting worst case scenario. Worst okay, case. <laughs> we're absolutely getting worst case scenario. You know, when when they play old school music, they're playing like the Eminem show. Like, you yeah, know, they're, they're playing like Sierra Goodies or something. Sierra Goodies. Oh, well, trust me, when, when we played Pop 2K, they'd be like, oh my gosh, this song is so old. It was from like 2006, <laughs> you know? Yeesh. Like, wow. All right, now that we all just feel ridiculously old, um, any, did we miss anything on, on Nicki Minaj? And, and, and Well, I guess let me, let me ask one last question here, which is, so is it, when I say this inevitable, it's going to sound awful, but in given our culture, is it really inevitable that a female rapper at some point is going to use their sexuality to sell, or is there another way to do it, or is there just nothing wrong with that? It's it's funny. There's a there's another MC. I don't know if either of you've heard of her name, Nitty Scott. Nitty Scott MC. I don't know if any of y'all heard of her. Um, I've heard of her, but I, I've never heard any of her music. This time, two or three years ago, when she was first getting buzz, she was super rapidy rap, Jean Grey. Big, big baseball cap, baggy jeans, you know, focus on my rhymes and not me. Because she, she has a pretty face. And, you know, within the last three to six months, 
she's just completely turned into being like all sexed out. So I don't know if it's just, you know, is it just the exception that if you are a woman who is trying to rap or just make music, period, because we can we can apply this to R&B, pop. Um, you have to sexualize yourself um, for an audience to pay attention to you. Is that is that just is that just the rule? And there's just, you know, your Lauren Hills and whoever who were just the exception to that rule. And like Doc said, we are just a totally different, you know, culture right now. I don't know. I think this is a, this is a hard one because I think that you also have to keep in mind that, you know, there's not really, I mean, with the exception of maybe like genuine, genuine to my pony, um, you know, there's not really a lot of. Like, what happens if you play that for an 18 year old or do they, or, or do they know that for magic Mike as probably magic Mike? Yeah. Um, sad, but like, there's not a lot of sexualization of men so much. I mean, you can have a, a male that's, that's shirtless, but it's, it's more the exception than the rule. Mm. So I think you have to also consider the fact that these are women and, you know, especially like for female rappers, they're not only competing against other female rappers for dominance, for popularity, for supremacy, but they're also competing against male rap or maybe not competing against that's maybe the wrong word, but they're also existing in this predominantly male space. So in order to differentiate themselves, um, they either have to be better than all of these male rappers or they have to sexualize themselves, you know, to a certain degree. So it's like, how do you, how as a female existing in this male space, do you, I'm I'm making this a little bit academic, sorry, but like, it's (laughs) it's like, how do you, how do you differentiate yourself from a other women and b you know, within this male space. So that like, that's something to consider too. Mm. I don't know if you, it's kind of funny, right? I mean, I think, I don't know. I think if Nicki Minaj, I think if Nicki Minaj wanted to, I think if she was okay with not being a superstar, if she wanted to cater to a specific audience, I think she could. I think the way that we have now these little niches, not just in music, but in all of our media, that, you know, everything, all of our attention is now splintered, right? So you can see sort of a successful career for Nicki Minaj where she is maybe not rapping like, you know, Mon- like she does on Monster, you know, every single song, but where she's not making crossover records, where she is just trying to to appeal to a certain audience. Like Nicki Minaj could be quote unquote successful as whoever wants to define it. But granted, given our culture, I think if, if you know, if, if Nicki Minaj... Yeah, it's, it sounds awful to say it, but right, but like, I, I, maybe there is no other way. If she wants to be, a, you know, a quote unquote superstar, it, I mean, that's that's awful and sad for me to hear myself say that. But I don't know if there's another way for a female. I mean, the only other thing I would say is, it, I don't know what you want to call Iggy Azalea, but Iggy Azalea has had two hit records this summer. I mean, one of her, one of them's hers, and one of them she's guesting on, right? I mean, but you know, she's got two hit records this summer, and she's not doing this. I don't know, Armand, am I am I crazy here? No. No, 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 no. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think she can, you know, I think she could cater, but has, has the monster that's been created, you know, no pun intended, has the monster kind of, you know, devoured that idea where she kind of now she has to chase, she has to chase, she has to chase the idea of Nicki Minaj of what mm. 
the success of Nicki Minaj has turned it into versus what she's actually capable of and or what it is she wants to do just as an artist. You know, you never want to spend your career chasing an idea of what, you know, as both of you have said, what people want you to do. That's been a a reoccurring thing from both of you guys is that she kind of needs to forsake something and pick a lane and go for it. Um, You know, you look at somebody, I, I always look at somebody like Nas who spent much of his career chasing this idea of him being the next Rakim because of Illmatic. And, you know, because of that and a few other reasons, his discography was never appreciated up until much later. Now he's had a resurgence since that idea has finally died in the mind of his audience. Like, we're never going to get Illmatic 2. He's now the old head rapper who, you know, still does what he does, still caters to his his audience that he's built up over you know 15 or 20 years but he's also co-signing the new guys um and now he's at a place where he's consistent and this is just where he's gonna be and he's all right with that but prior to you know this prior to geez maybe uh life is good he was always chasing that illmatic title um and it hurt his career and it hurt how we saw his career and there's a lot of things that he didn't get to do. And there's a lot of bad decisions he made because he was trying to chase this idea of what the success um, of one project kind of tunneled him into. As soon as, so as, soon as you started talking me. about, as soon as you started, I could start doing is hum the, the chorus from Nostradamus, which is just <laughs> awful. Oh, no. <laughs> with, Come with, on, the, man. With, with the video, if you got the, the thing from Circuit City, you got the 3D glasses. and Oh, God. oh! oh my God. Um, wow. Yeah, that was a random oh, reference to the week. No, um, I might think you hit it right in the head. You use the phrase, and I love this, chase the idea of Nicki Minaj. On one end of the spectrum, she has rap nerds who want her to do monster over and over again. Mm-hmm. On the other end, you know, somewhere in the middle, you've got people who know Nicki Minaj because of her appearances on American Idol or because of her Pepsi commercial on the other end of this, and then keep going on that spectrum, and you've got her her label, which is thinking, okay, well, we've seen what Superbase can do, we've seen what Moment for Life can do, despite the bad rap it got, Starships was a big hit. So, like, there's this idea of Nicki Minaj. She's, it, what you know, Nas was always chasing, well, I mean, actually, Nas was in kind of an, in, I mean, sort of a parallel situation, right? Where on one end of the spectrum, he was chasing Omanic. On the other end of the spectrum, he was chasing that he thought he wanted to be a star. You know what I mean? That's why it was written exist as it is. We've had this discussion so like a thousand times, right? But in this case, it's not even that Nikki's trying to be like chase pop, like a pop hit. She's had the pop hit and she's had the dope verse. And now she's chasing these, these, two, these two ideals. And unless she can somehow figure out how to do that or to stop chasing them whatsoever. Like she'll, she's always going to be in this, right? Yeah. Or she's, I mean, or she's going to end up trying to replicate the same formula over and over again. And, you know, eventually people don't want to listen to it anymore. Right. So I don't know. It's, I think Armand, was it you that said pick a lane? Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think she's got to pick a lane or, you know, maybe she can just have a bunch of uh, dope, so verses and, you know, sing her own hooks or something. I don't know. <sighs> Anything else we want to say about Nikki? Are we, are, I'll say this. I don't know if we asked this question. We talked about it, but we, I don't know if I asked this question. Are either one of you 
curious? Has all of this piqued your interest about this song? Would you bat an eye at it had this cover not existed? Because we didn't even get into like the Photoshop part. Did y'all see that? How the the original photo came out and you know you saw what got photoshopped and we, that could go into a whole different conversation oh, about you know, the image of well, well, well i'm sure kelly you are you're googling the uh the photoshop oh. right now oh gosh um, i am right um while she's saying that i'll just say that you know i, I really shouldn't answer that question on mine because obviously for you and i for the show like we were we were going to listen to this just to say right, right, what right. you think but 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 is this was you know there's some things that we listen to for the sake of the show but then there's some things that we're excited to talk about like oh this is coming out okay this is interesting or oh i really like this you know i don't think you and i would profess to be Nicki minaj fans we you know we acknowledge her talent but we don't know if we're necessarily like fans of her music however you know you could not be fans of somebody to be interested in you know seeing what they're going to do did this did this pique your interest or had it not been for this would this just have been a an obligatory clock radio speakers listen or what I mean, to use a previous clock radio speaker's phase, the only Nikki we acknowledge is Terrius, right? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. Um, but no, I, um, yeah, I'll be honest. It piqued my image, if only because, like, when I think, like, oh, okay. So she's really, like, it's exactly what I said at the top of the show. Like, this is, they're putting it all out, right? They're trying to drum up controversy. So either, you know, either it goes one of two ways. Either they're really trying to maximize the single or, they don't think the single would get that much buzz without this, so they're doing this. Either way, yes, I'll admit it piqued my interest. And, and, and Kelly, I oh, I I definitely I think it's it's great marketing, just in the sense that you know even even to have a photo that's extremely photoshopped because I'm looking at it right now. Oh my god, I you know, know what I mean? Like that this can piss off plenty of people. So Absolutely, you know what I mean? Because like I mean, it's pissing off me right now. Um, but you know, even just to drum up controversy, a, it's a controversial cover to begin with, you know, it's extremely sexual as we talked about, but then also to, you know, show they lightened her skin, they got rid of her back rolls, you know, they like smoothed out her cellulite, they made her, her butt like rounder. Um, whoever did this Photoshop, I mean, they did an amazing job. I'm going to, you have to give credit where credit is due, but um, you know, it's just like, even that in itself is drumming up controversy. Then yeah. on top of it, it's like, you know, all of her stuff on her Instagram where she's constantly spamming you with, you know, this cover, this cover, this cover so that you don't forget about it. It's constantly in your brain. Even her posting things about, um, what did she post? She posted something that said, don't ever feel bad for making a decision about your own life that upsets other people. You are not responsible for their happiness. You're responsible for your own happiness, blah, 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 blah. So you can tell that she's trying to um, trying to keep this idea of what she's doing in people's heads so that she's constantly in the news. So it's almost like this. I mean, and who's to say that that her reinvention, as somebody pointed out earlier, of her kind of covering up and her looking um, you know, more maybe professional or more, um, natural, more natural, I guess. Um, who's to say that that wasn't all just so that she could have this big reveal. So it's kind Mm. of like, you know, was she planning this to begin with, or is this, as Dave mentioned, a last ditch, like ripcord effort, you know, like would, would she have done this anyway? Like, was she dressing 
more natural and like looking a certain way just so that she could like rip all of her clothes off and shock us so that she's still relevant? Or, you know, would she have done something maybe a little less risque, you know, when this, Mm. when this came out? I have so many opinions about this Photoshop, but I just don't even know where to start. That's crazy, right? It's, it's, well, it's, I'll tell you, it's, it's, so, not, it's so layered. It's not crazy in the sense that this is the messed up world that we live in. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right, right. What is particularly messed up is Nikki has been vocal about the fact that she has control of her career. Mm. Right? Now, I mean, they there is there are very few parts of Nikki that are left untouched here. Mm-hmm. The hair is smoothed out. The 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 bust is increased. The her her butt is not just smoothed out, but as Kelly said, it turned into. I mean, right? This is ironic, right? Because she has done a lot of Barbie themed stuff. She essentially turned herself into a Barbie here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, if it's true that she really has as much control over her, then I guess there's two ways you could look at this, right? You could look at this, and I'm I'm really surprised that we haven't seen this part of the media cycle yet. You could look at this and say, well, this is what Nikki has chosen to do, so why are we being prudes about it? On the other hand, don't you just have to look at this and say, she's in, she's more or less in control of her career, and this is what she feels she needs to put out in order to have her, her fan, to have people pay attention to her. Right. I can't figure out which one is, is more depressing. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like, is it, a, is it a celebration? and not Maybe not a celebration, but is it her embracing... Her situation and saying, well, you know what, like, if I'm going to be sexualized, I have control over it. Or right. her, is it she's her owning, thing? in other words, she's, if, if, look, she's owning the situation. She's saying, look, I'm going to Photoshop myself. I'm going to do this to make it look a certain way to get people to pay attention. Like, if she's really owning that. Right. Or is she succumbing to right. the pressure of being uh, a female in, in hip hop and, you know, all the sexualization that comes with it? it it's weird because... Once you look at the pre-photoshopped, then you look back at the photoshopped, you realize, yeah, how is it possible that you don't see a crease or anything on the back? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, all of a sudden, it makes the it makes what I'm calling the original, but, you know, it makes the published product look really weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's freaking me out right now. And her legs look really weird, too. Yeah. They definitely did something with the legs. Um, yeah, that's Yeah, that's all... That's uh that's cellulite, isn't it? But like, cellulite, you can you can see, you can see the implant a lot more in the original, like a vein there in the left leg. Look at how detailed. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm. I can't even go down that path. But like, it's crazy. No, you know what it is for me. What really, what really makes the 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 actual published version really look messed up? It's really the back. Like what they did to the back. It's like, oh, of course. Yeah. She's squatting and turning around. You should see something. Right. And there's yep. nothing there. Right, like a Barbie Nothing. doll, literally. I'm I'm skinny and I have rolls. If I bend a certain way, like that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, now we've all depressed everybody. Um. Well, I, I depressed you all when I brought up the eighteen year olds. Oh. So, oh gosh, I mean, you, you, the first time I'm on your show and I'm like, you know, bringing it like way down. Sorry, guys. Where's the Where's the Debbie Downer sound effect right now? Because what? <laughs> I'm really curious. Like, I, I wish I could like hold a focus group of these 18 year olds right now. I have so many questions running through my head. Like, when they, you know, when they think of Kanye West, what part of Kanye West's career do they think of? Yeah, I mean, you got There are people who only know Kanye West from Dark Twisted Fantasy and Jesus. Like, they don't even know or watch the, right or watch the Throne like that era. 
Yeah, they don't even know all falls down. They don't even know like, they're not like, all falls down. They don't know self-conscious. They don't know, what was the record he had with Murphy Lee? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> stop it, stop Lee. it. Right, they don't even know who, what the hook can be. No, um, that's another flea record. Um, but no, they're like, oh, throwback Kanye and they're playing like diamonds and you're like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. That's one of like the go-tos and I'm like, we're not going to do slow jams. We're not going to do like none of those through the wire. No. I had to explain that his job was wired shut. Oh, I was like, I don't think you guys understand how impressive this song is because his job was literally wired shut. What? That's why they, they, you know, named the song so aptly. And they were like, Oh really? It's like, Oh God. And then I also, Dave, did you tell Armand, um, the story about Kanye whining <laughs> on stage at UConn? And uh, sitting down on the, the stage. Was this the John Legend show? Oh, no, yeah. this no was, John this, Legend was there. He, wait, he was? Kelly, let me tell you. His, he, John Legend was basically his, ba- his piano guy and backup vocals guy on stage. They were selling his demo at the t-shirt what? table. And what? I didn't buy it. I'm so mad at you. I, let me tell you. I left. I had no cash on me mm-hmm. because, you know, I used my debit card. And I realized this is so old. You could definitely tell that we're dating. such a first world problem. Such yeah, a first world problem. You know, this is this is before everybody had like the little square card reader on the on the iPads or on the iPhones at um at concerts like they do now. So it was cash only. They had this table off to the side with the dropout bear T shirt and the John Legend. Oh. Back then he was John Stevens, the John Stevens demo. And I, I had wow. no. The next I, day when I eventually woke up out of my stupor because that was spring weekend and. Kelly and I got very intoxicated. Um, that's a whole other story. Oh, and I know. And um, I, that was the next day is when I went and I found Armand. You remember like the guitar cover of "Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood"? Oh yeah. That's and then the, uh, the there was there was also the was that around the same time as the piano cover of X Factor? Right, like all that old original John Legend stuff that we had like ninety six k rips of. Yeah, because people were taking recorders to his shows and just like right recording the show. Yeah, that's how I found. It. That's how I basically were like, "Oh, who's this John Legend guy?" Um, yeah, that's crazy. So no, anyway, so <laughs> it's at Gamble, which is the basketball arena on the UConn campus, and the sound wasn't up to Kanye's standards. Now, to Kanye's credit, the speakers were awful, but still, it's he, a basketball stadium in front of ten thousand <laughs> drunk college kids, and he. Until they fix the sound, he stops the show and sits down on stage. Like, sits on the edge of the stage. Pouting with his arms crossed. Wow. I so think that, that it, was like my... I mean, I was a fan of his music at this point, obviously. But I had a really hard time being a Kanye <laughs> fan after that. Because wow. he made... Because I got so mad because he, he was taking his sweet time and would refuse to get up. That I, rightfully so, like, walked out before Ludacris came on. So I missed my opportunity to go see Luda because of Kanye. Wow. Yeah, because it was Kanye and Luda um, on the same bill. and um, For like $20 or like $10, it was ridiculously cheap. The best part, though, was the opening act. Kelly, do you remember? Do you remember? Shaman Tools. It was Toolsy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, who? Shaman Tools, who was a uh, UConn basketball player that year. A year they won the national title. Okay. And so he was an aspiring rapper. As, as as you do, they probably all were. As you do, as you right? do. Ed, Ed Nelson. <laughs> Nelson was also the smart rapper, but it was great because they gave Toolsy the opening act. So 
Shaman Tools opened up for Kanye, which is hilarious. And the best part about it was the members of the 2004 team came on stage and danced with him, including wow. a really awkward Abeka Okafor. Oh, God, it was beautiful how <laughs> awkward he was. <sighs> Kelly has a million Abeka Okafor stories. Oh, God, yes. Um, when you walked uh, in the South? <laughs> oh, yes. I, I am a, uh, in addition to being a uh, hip-hop fan, I'm also a huge, rabid UConn basketball fan. So have plenty of stories about that. Um, are you familiar with Ed Nelson, Armand? Yeah, I know the name. Okay. He, well, you probably wouldn't know him, but um, you should definitely Google his song Pickup Truck. He's, he was a very awkward uh, guy on the 2004-2005 UConn basketball team. And there it is. There it is. And he, uh, his tagline was, baby girl, don't mean to be rude. I just want to take you out, take you out, show you what I'm about. Um, take you out of my pickup truck, baby, you about to get stuck. And I will tell you that I lived in the same apartment complex as Ed Nelson and his pickup truck. And never once did I see him take any girl <laughs> to his pickup truck or That's what I, see it get stuck. Uh, that's what I always tell people. Ever, if you're trying to use like your artistry to like get girls, don't ever do the obvious. Here's my song about girls to get girls to get girls because you never get them that way. Ever, never works. So what? What? What would be the best advice? Just, if- just perform. Just do your thing. Like, don't do the "Hey girl." Don't do those songs <laughs> because "Hey girl." I just want you to know. Yeah, wait, don't wait, do wait, that. Wait. I heard like, you really liked Kairos. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> shut up. Funny guy. What do we say you know, when we're making Kairos? Chicks dig P90X? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Chicks dig P90X. No, nah, it was like, because, you know, I spent a few years working, um, like, the open mic spoken word scene here in Columbus. Okay. So, you know, you would always get the guy who would kind of be sort of drunk a little bit, but he would come and he would just do the absolute nastiest poem ever. Oh, just right, expecting yeah. to like take a girl home or whatever. And it never worked. Never, ever worked. Never worked. I may have been guilty of a poem or two like that back in my day. Oh, and it never worked. Never worked. That's how I know. Can, can we talk about for a second? I'm going to derail us away <laughs> That's from fine. this. And I don't know like what made me think of this, but can we talk about how no one, ever does the answering machine like on their albums anymore like you remember back in the day when like you mean like doc's mixtape (laughs) oh no i don't think kelly's ever heard that look don't even i'm cutting all this out no um (laughs) no but you know what i mean like you'd be listening to an album and all of a sudden like you know you'd be listening to like a, a a cassette or you'd be listening to like a cd and then all of a sudden you'd hear like beep and then it'd be somebody like talking to the rapper or whatever or like begging for money or like you know telling them to stop harassing them or like to leave their girl alone or whatever it was but like no one does that anymore and I feel like I don't know like it just makes me a little sad in my heart yeah the um you gotta either do the you know stop messing with my girl you gotta do the like yo yo so-and-so just got shot you gotta go go back to go back to the spot right now like you gotta do those or the Yo, we waiting on the album. Where's the album at? We ain't heard from you. Just trying to see what's up with you. It's, it's either one of those three. 
Right. But like, what would today's equivalent of that be? It would be in the middle of a YouTube video. It would be a Snapchat interlude. It would be a yo, son. I, ain't seen, I haven't seen you tweet in a few days. You good? It'd be one of those joints. Yo, I seen your girl retweeting mad dudes, son. What you going to be like one of those ones? You, you see who your girl's following on Instagram? Yeah, it'd be one of them. She, you know, she like three of his pictures, fam. And then the song be, the song be called like, don't like, don't like my girl's pictures or something like that. <laughs> or my girl don't like you. Or like this or something. Like this. That sounds like a mem oh song God. or something. Like this. That was a mem song. Was oh, it? was it? <laughs> I don't know. Boops. Um. <laughs> oh my god i think you guys i think i just created your first youtube video for you um you, you could just do like a bunch of uh different like you could do a mashup of a bunch of different songs about like cheating partners and then you could just like come up with a fake snapchat account and then like you know snapchat in the middle of it and then like you make your own video innovator Kelly Bakes, innovator. Yes. There you go. Yes. Looks like I need to take a trip to the, to the, to the. What do y'all call Connecticut? What do y'all? The CO to the con. The nut, the nutmeg state. Um, you, we have different area codes. We have two hundred three and eight six zero. Kelly could talk about the two hundred three. Oh God, we have we actually we have the best pizza in America. I, do I you have, really? We do, as voted okay. by like legit people, so not not just like you know what? Yelp. <laughs> no offense to Yelp. Yo, one of my, one of my Yo, best friends runs Yelp. The the absolute disdain in your voice when you said Yelp is priceless. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I love Yelp. My friend um, Dave and I's mutual friend actually runs Yelp in Connecticut, so I love her. But sometimes people on Yelp can be a little vicious or a little, okay. you know. Yeah, Armand. Let me give you a little guide to pizza. So. Most people think there's just like, you know, thin crust and then maybe deep dish. They might even go so far as to understand like Chicago style. But in the Northeast, we have a bunch of different types. So there's New York style pizza, which is the greatest pizza ever. You have New Haven style pizza, which is essentially a thinner, Kelly's going to hate me, a thinner New York style pizza just burnt. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's cooked in a wood fired oven. It's blackened. And it's delicious. (laughs) And it's a special snowflake because it's it's not perfectly round. But so. but but then you have Greek style pizza. Oh, Greek is delicious. Kelly, we could tell them about the greatness that is Wellington pizza. Oh my god, Wellington pizza is basically like it's Greek style pizza, right? It's Greek style pizza, but with like um, all kinds of crazy toppings on it. So they have one that's I would say it's my favorite. I'm pretty sure it's Dave's favorite too. It's uh, red potato pizza. So it's Red potatoes with uh, sour cream and chives and bacon. all kinds of oh, – oh, and the bacon. Well, a choice, bacon or broccoli or both. Yeah. Which, um, which is it's a, a real – It's a little bit – it's that, ridiculous. That's a real litmus test to who you are as a person, right? If they if they come up and they're like bacon or broccoli, Armand, what, what, what are you saying? Um, Armand's getting hungry right now. I am, and I'm staring at these cold pizza rolls that I've been <laughs> – slowly eating during this podcast um i i'm so fat i will take bacon with cheese with bacon bits inside of it <laughs> oh my but if i had to pick one i would go with bacon of course right Ugh. okay you pass right i was gonna say if if you both um i live in philly now armand but if you ever come down here there are there's this sandwich that you have to eat and it's a it's called Denix, and it was actually voted the best sandwich in America. It won like a showdown all across America, and it's basically like 
this soft, beautiful grinder roll, and then it's got a blanket of provolone cheese. Ooh. This like she said, blanket. <laughs> it's yeah, oh, it's beautiful. She's and then cuddling with it, right? It's now. got this like you know this bed of roast Italian roast pork that's been like cooking for like a day, and then you top it with broccoli rabe or um, hot peppers. And oh my god! And then the juices just soak into the bun. It's way way better than a cheesesteak. So really, oh god, yeah, cheesesteaks are disgusting. Oh no! All right, you're just gonna. Sorry, it's okay. We were talking about um, answering machine uh, skits on 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 songs. No, Kelly, you have obviously fit right in because this might doc. This might be our most random episode of Clock Radio Speakers ever. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect me to come on your show with a name like Kelly Bakes and not talk to you about food. So I had to sneak it in somehow. Yeah, it's it's good. Please, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of of, of food related hip hop songs that are really great. Um, any anything by Biggie? Are you kidding? There's like, a lot anything, of food references. Any Action Bronson, and of course, anything by the Fat Boys. <laughs> oh God. Hey, no fat boy slander. That was my first hip hop take. Um, is there anything else that, that, we, that we want to talk about this week? Plug, plug all your stuff again, Kelly. Plug. Oh, plug all, all right. Stuff for the good people. So, if you want to get hungry, um, follow me on Twitter. So it's at Kelly Bakes. It's K E L L Y. There's no fancy fancy spelling. I'm at kellybakes.com. You can listen to my podcast, the Alphabet Soup Podcast, at Alphabet Soup Pod on Twitter and alphabetsouppodcast.com. And it's Kelly Bakes on Instagram, Pinterest, all the. Uh, I don't think I know what my Snapchat is. I still haven't figured out the Snapchat yet because it's a little bit beyond me. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. No, no problem. Um, I yeah, appreciate thanks, you being Thanks on. for coming on. We oh. definitely appreciated your uh, your perspective. You added a lot to something that two awkward hip hop nerds couldn't <laughs> couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't hit. So now, nah, thanks for coming on. Oh, no. Thanks for having me, Armand. Do you have anything you want to plug to the good people? Um, I'm about to like unleash. A, I might as well just call this a tour because I have I have show. I think I have seven or eight shows in the month of August. Um, and I will be on R&R Radio on the Pulse uh, next Wednesday. Um, that'll be my first interview back. That should be really, 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 really interesting. And uh, yeah, we are we we working in, in the uh, <laughs> grind in the rapper time. We grinding right now. Doc and I have some. Whew, we got some. We 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 got some. We got some thing. We got some stuff and things. Now, see now we're now we're doing the rapper thing where we're hyping. We up are. Music. You know what? I'm gonna be a rapper. I'm excited about the music that I've been making over the last month and a half, and I want to talk about it. So, yes. Yes. I'm making a lot of music, and I'm excited, and I want to release Fine. I'm leaking out now. the record tonight. No. No. Daddy and Daddy are fighting. It's not, it's not done yet. All right. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, as always, use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers when you talk about the show. Uh, follow everybody on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter. It's at CRS Podcast. And visit uh, clockradiospeakers.com for all things Clock Radio Speakers. And uh, we'll catch you all later.